You're with SAFM. This is Sport Tracks. John Carrick with you through till 10 o'clock today. Benzito's producing, DJ Sly's playing the music, and I get to speak to two legends. Susan Roberts and Moira Abernathy represented South Africa in the 1956 Melbourne Games, won a bronze medal in the women's 4x100-meter freestyle relay. Uh, Moira Abernathy, Jenna, uh, Jeanette Myberg, Natalie Myberg, not related, and Susan Elizabeth Roberts. Susan and Moira join me now. Ladies, it's an honor to speak to you. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to talk to you, John. Susan, let's start with you. Uh, what were your memories of the? What are your memories of the 1956 game? <laughs> How long have you got, <laughs> <laughs> John? What are my memories? I think the mo- If I had to say uh, the most exciting thing of all for me, the time when I really got those goosebumps was actually walking into the stadium um, at the opening ceremony. Mm. Um, because what happened there, it, it's a, it was a very, um, it wasn't in a built-up area at all. There were sort of fields around, and we were waiting out in these fields with long grass and just waiting for our turn. And as South Africa, we were quite near the end. And so we could hear all the noise going on and on in the stadium. Mm. Um, but then as we approached and as we got in, the, everybody absolutely roared. And then... I realize now, because we had green blazers, which was the same (laughs) as the Australian team, and I think they thought we were Australia. (laughs) Anyway, that was was amazing. And then walking around and then standing, um, you know, some of the speeches and all that, that, that's fine. Um, What was very moving was when they let the the pigeons grow. There were 2,000 pigeons Mm. that they just opened um, these baskets and these birds just flew up high up into the sky and then went off to go um, symbolizing uh, what they, how they sent the messages out all around Greece and around the neighborhood telling people now it's peace time because now we're going to have the games. Mm. And then after that then came the guy running with the beautiful uh, flame that we knew had just been started in, uh, in, in Greece at the old Olympic Stadium. With a with a mirror with um, a, a microscope or to uh, mirror, catch yeah. the flame, um, and then now it had come all it goes all around the world, and then the guy the, a man ran right up to the top, of the stadium where there was a big dais, and then just plunged this flame in, and then it just shot up oh. into the sky, and everybody just roared. It was absolutely lovely. Moira, how old were you in the nineteen fifty six games? I was selected when I was 16, and that was in March, and we went in December, so I was 17 when we went. I'd never been out of the country, so the flight was very, very exciting. Oh, okay. I I I would have thought in 56 you you would have gone by boat, so you flew. (laughs) We didn't have that much time. (laughs) (laughs) But it took us uh, three to four days because we stopped in Mauritius. Mm. We stopped in Cocos. We stopped in Darwin. And then we flew into Melbourne. So it took a long time, and the team occupied the whole plane. So we had a lot of fun, and Mm. we'd already been together for two weeks in Victoria before that. Okay. So we knew, you know, we got to know the team, six girls Mm. and uh, 44 guys. (laughs) It was a different time. Completely. We were completely (laughs) amateur. Yeah. And um, we also, we marched properly into the stadium. As oh. you said, it was so wonderful. Yeah. And the girls had to lead the way. 
which was pretty difficult because we'd never done any marching in our lives. So that's why we went to Pretoria to learn how to march. And we had great fun in those practices. We really did. So it's not like these these silly athletes now that walk in with cameras and cell phones and waving. You guys were serious athletes. Serious marching okay. and yes. uh, turning to the Duke of Edinburgh and... Uh, you know, and then standing in the middle, I must agree with Sue, standing outside and then standing in the middle for a long, long time. Mm. Most of us took our shoes off and then we couldn't find our shoes afterwards. So <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It really was. All right. We're going to get into a whole lot more. Susan Roberts and Moira Abernathy both took part in the 1956 Summer Olympic Games. Won a bronze medal there. We're going to find out about all of that in a moment. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. My guests, Susan Roberts and Moira Abernathy, both, uh, both winning the bronze medal in the 4x100 women's race and the 1956 Olympic Games. Uh, Susan, I want to come back to you. Uh, we heard Moira saying she was, what, 17 when she took part. You were 17 then as well. How, yeah. how, how was the team selected back in 1955-56? Well, we, uh, it was just through trials. Um, we were, we we actually had our national championships down in Durban that year, um, and then it was on the times that you did um, at that at that um, at that meet those championships. Yep. And they uh, for some they that we we had we had followed on after Helsinki. I think Joan Joan Harrison won a, a medal in, at Helsinki. Mm-hmm. But they hadn't had team races. Well, they didn't get any team race. Um, I don't think even they'd sent a team race then. But I think for this one, you know, I should not tell you honestly, I don't know. <laughs> but I know that's how they they found out times, right. why they decided to have a freestyle relay rather mm. than than a medley. I don't know. Uh, Maura, at 17, as you say, you hadn't left the country. And, and suddenly you're thrown in. It's difficult to imagine today what you must have been going through then because you know nowadays the kids all have internet they've been training since they were two years old and they've been watching things on social medias and tv what was it like for you at 17 to get on the plane and go to uh, this uh, the uh, to australia um it was very very exciting and after we were selected um in the march we had to redo that time again in july before we left for december and they had to pick one more of the men so we had a trial again, um, a short course trial at Hilbra, and then we went down to Durban and uh, also um, just had another swim before we went. So we had to, we had to do the Olympic time. It was all based on times, mm. and uh, you know the Olympic uh, committee give you times, and if you qualify, you go. So we had qualified in those times, and we had to redo them, which was very difficult before leaving the country in December. Mm. So it was. Um, but the plane was fantastic because we had the whole plane, as I said, and uh, we really had a lot of fun. I remember the pilot um, telling us to see something on the left of the plane, and we all went over to the left, and he came back on the loudspeaker and said, no, 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 please all go back to your seats. <laughs> so <laughs> that was great fun. It really was, yes. You joke it was a plane in 1956. Who knows what those planes were like? Sorry? Those planes in 1956 were strange planes. Yeah. Uh, all right, Susan. Let's. So you're at the games now. Uh, is it? Was it then like it is today? Olympic Village. Everybody getting together. You got to mix all the different countries. 
I think so. Um, and they, you know, they they built a new suburb, and then that was used as the Olympic uh, Village. They had it was all wired in. They had a special section for the women, mm-hmm. and we had a very high fence around our village or our homes. And um, it was actually, as I remember, something like fifteen foot uh, seventeen or 16 inches or something, mm-hmm. nine and a quarter inches, which was exactly one and a quarter inches um, higher than the world um, <laughs> <laughs> in, in, a, in a jump. So um, uh, we all thought, well, we're very safe inside there. <laughs> so the high jumpers can't get in? No. And the, and and when, the pole vaulters, sorry. Oh, the pole the vaulters. Jumpers, oh, okay, the pole vaulters. Uh, and when it came to competition day, Moira, what was it like? Sure, it was, it was very... Scary. We were fetched from the Olympic Village in a bus, and um, it, it, it just was, um, in our individual races, it was very difficult because we were just one with the manager, and uh, off we went. But when the four of us were together, it was uh, different because you kept in a room, you know, before you swim just to see that you're not doing anything you shouldn't be doing, and uh, at least we had each other. But I must say, I was very, very nervous on my individual races. So it was fantastic to um, be with the four of us. It was lovely. Yeah, it, it complete change. You suddenly have somebody to rely on, somebody to motivate you a bit, doesn't it? Mm. Yes, yes, definitely. And uh, after we won, at uh, least we got the bronze medal, mm. we were so excited because we were sort of just left our own devices. And I think we eventually strolled into the Olympic Village quite late. But, uh, you know, we had passes with us the whole time so we could get in and out the village. But um, I can't really remember. Perhaps you can remember what we did that night. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing, Moira? <laughs> yes, it was great. Yes, it really was. Uh, Susan, were you guys medal prospects? Sorry? Were you medal prospects? Was South Africa going to win a medal? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Uh, what are, are we medal? Were you medal prospects? Was it something that oh, you were guys? Were we medal prospects? Yeah, was... I don't think so. Um, but uh, we, I, I mean, I never thought I, I never thought we would. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you come to a big um, event like that; it's just so overwhelming. But uh, you know, we were very lucky because we had a very good coach. Uh, Cecil Colwyn, who kept note of what everybody was doing, and he realized how the uh, Australians were being trained. And he copied some of our, his, their training methods with us, which was very severe in that we would train um, maybe three times a day, which would be a swim in the morning um, and, or, or run in the morning, early in the morning, then a training session. As with a bit of gym before the training session, swimming session, and again another two hours in the afternoon. I mean, I think now um, they, they, it's even much harder. If I think of Penny Haynes and how hard she was training. <laughs> but in those days, um, people weren't training that much. You know, maybe once a day would definitely have been thought to be enough. So he, he did very well with us. I think we were so lucky. But unfortunately, it wasn't the pattern at the time that he would have come with us you know how they choose people it's there it's somebody else's turn who's been a coach for a long time yeah. who was a lovely guy but you know he wasn't our coach <laughs> so um 
you know, that was a bit of a pity, but still, I mean, we got our medal, and I mean, that was just all that counted. Moira, there's a picture I've seen, I think it's just before you guys left, and then I put it next to the 4 by 100 meter ladies winner from the last Olympic Games, and it's chalk and cheese. You guys look like, <laughs> you guys look like 17-year-old girls. The girls that are swimming today are also still young, but it's a completely different sport now, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, oh yes, it is. And, um, you know, I suppose the whole world is professional in sport today, mm. and... Uh, they need sponsorship and they need money, whereas we were completely amateur. And I remember them collecting money in the street collections <laughs> on the corner for us to go. Sure. And uh, I think uh, ev- everything was paid. Uh, we got lots of tins of Ovaltine and things like that. But um, otherwise, I think we were given, so you might correct me, £20 a day to spend as pocket money. Mm. Sure. So, uh, you know, we, we were slightly professional in that, that we never bought anything for ourselves. We were given costumes and everything, but in those days, we right. didn't have the costumes that they've got today. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you, 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 you were wearing like a, a rubber cap and what, a one-piece yes. one yes, costume. Yes. That was it. Yes, and no, no lanes like they've got today. We yeah. had everybody's waves coming right across the pool and, uh, you know, all those sort of things and no electronic timing. It was all by hand. That's true. <laughs> what was I haven't seen? What was the time? Do you, do you guys remember what your four by one hundred time was? It was four minutes twenty six point seven. Four minutes twenty six point seven. Yeah. Okay. I want to look up the world record now. Four by one hundred meter ladies world record. Do you think that'll come up quickly? Let's see how that compares. Uh, the women's world record. Uh, I'll have to four by one hundred relay. Four minutes twenty six. The current world record. I know oh they've given me the the running, so psh, it's not even the same sport. Um, when you guys came back, Susan, was there a hero's welcome? Was it a thing back then? No, <laughs> we're just lucky if we had our mum and dad and our boyfriend waiting for us when we got home. <laughs> no, we didn't demote, did we? Um, there were quite a lot of people. The press were the main things, but uh, when we left. We had a tremendous amount of people at, uh, at Young Smuts in those days, and they could stand on the balcony mm. and wave to us as we were walking to the plane. Lovely. Yeah. So, um, I don't, also don't remember, because we had been away a very long time. Mm. Uh, we had a, a week in Bondi Beach before we came home as a sort of present from South Africa for competing. And uh, so we'd been away, through, I think, about six weeks. So we were all very keen to get home. I can imagine. Yeah. My guests, Susan Roberts and Moira Abernathy, both took part in the 1956 Summer Olympics, brought home a bronze medal in the 4x100 relay. You are listening to Sport Tracks on SAFM. Okay, we've got the, the current world record, ladies, Susan and Moira. Uh, your time, 4.2607. The current world record, 3 minutes 50.4. So you guys, <laughs> you guys are close. <laughs> Not very close. <laughs> oh, my word. If you just try a little harder. We should have tried a little harder. <laughs> yes, I must say, when we, you know, we just started, we'd had the, the ceremony and we were getting ready to swim and we all thought, oh, I wish we trained a little bit harder. <laughs> but, yeah, you can never train hard enough. Moira, when you came back, did you continue with swimming? No, I didn't. Um, I was married at 19 and I went straight into coaching mm-hmm. and coached under the name of Mo Lamont. And um, had a very successful coaching career after that and 
then took several teams overseas um, as the coach to the teams. Hmm. So um, I had a very nice time after that. So you've seen the sport change from from somebody that has to change the sport? Yes, I've, I have seen a change and uh, I coached my niece and my two daughters who both are all Springboks. Mm. So um, it, it ran in the family and we had a, you know, a lovely time. I was wondering where I'd heard the Abernathy name before. It's a, it's a pretty big name. No, well, then I was Lamont. Oh, okay. Oh, um, okay. So Mo Lamont and uh, then there was little Mo, who was my niece. She was named after me and then Anne and Jane, my daughters, okay. all, all of us are Springboks, yes. And, uh, and Susan, you decided swimming is your game. This is what you do. <laughs> no. But by the way, Mo was a very highly respected, excellent coach. Mm. Yeah, she did really well. And she coached at different schools as well as having her own squad and as well as, you know, teaching little ones. Mm. So she really carried on with swimming. Unfortunately, I didn't. But until I was um, 65, I think, and then I started again in master swimming. And that has been absolutely lovely for me because right. I've I really enjoyed it. You know, when you're swimming at that other level, it's, you know, it's, it's hard training. It's everything. You know, I used to get nervous even before training sometimes, let alone before the races. But now I was swimming because I love swimming. And so I've been to um, world championships and the master swimming is really organized. And if any of the listeners are wanting to know what sport to do until you die, then swimming <laughs> is a great one. First of all, um, well, you've got the water, so you do it lying down, so you're not going to get injured or anything. Right. Um, and also, like, now 81, and uh, when, we, when we've been to um, world championships, people 92, 95 are still competing. But... It's it's a, it's a lot of uh, much more fun and friendship and uh, getting to know other people and still doing the sport you love and keeping fit. It's excellent. Both of you are extremely modest ladies because Susan, your master's swimming, you've been setting records. <laughs> well, you know what? The older you get, the less the competition, <laughs> <laughs> and that that makes it much easier. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to find it, but you, um, yeah, you've landed five freestyle medals in the 75 to 79 age group at the FINA World Masters Champions in Montreal in 2014. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. And that, that was the most wonderful championship. And it was, now it did well then. And it was interesting to see how when I, when I got into that top competition, suddenly, I don't know what came back, but I, I did, I'm like in, the, in my 800, I think it was one and a half minutes faster sure. than I had been doing at home. Uh, so, yeah. you know, the adrenaline still gives you a kick and uh, it's great. Three seconds faster than your nearest rival in the 100 meters. So you both need to stop being so modest. <laughs> uh, and Moira, are you still coaching? No, I've retired and uh, I went down to the coast when I was I think about 54. Mm. I swam Masters as well for one year. When I turned 50, I decided, um, unfortunately, we had to pay for ourselves, so you had to get a sponsor. Mm. And I managed to get a sponsor, and I went to Rio. And I wanted to see if I was as good as I thought I was, and I won the two backstrokes in Rio. And then Sue has tried to talk me into coming back, and I (laughs) I have been swimming, but um, I thought, no, do I really want to do this? No, I don't think so. (laughs) So uh, 
No, I'm not doing anything now. I coached a bit down the coast in Durban and in uh, a really soft room, just played around with a few kids. But mm. so then I retired completely and played golf and bowls. That's like you should, right? Yes. Mm. <laughs> uh, you were a lifesaver as well, weren't you, Moira? I was what? A lifesaver. Um, my kids did uh, life-saving, and they went overseas quite a few times. Uh, the life-saving is excellent if people want to do swimming and do the life-saving, and they went to the world championships overseas. And uh, no, I didn't. I was just so busy coaching. I had a big squad, oh, okay. and um, I took, as I say, teams away to mm-hmm. all over the world, which was lovely. I had a lovely time with them. Do we were banned. We were banned, you know, through quite a yes. lot of the time. And... Um, we did do a sneak tour of age group kids to Germany, and uh, we had clo- behind closed doors, we had galas. Mm. So it was exciting and scary, and uh, you know, but at least we gave the kids something that were training so hard. When you look at swimming at the moment, we've got one or two great up and coming young ladies, but we haven't had the big medalists for the last few years. Is there a problem there, or do you see a future for swimming in South Africa? Let's start with you, Susan. Are you asking Sue? Yeah, start with Susan. I, I can answer that. All right, one. go for it, Mo. Um, yes, I, I think it's facilities more than anything. We've mm. got the beautiful facilities in uh, Tux University, the High Performance Center, and uh, we've got a good coach there for their, everything. They go to school there. And uh, But, you know, if you live in Cape Town, if you live in Durban, if you live in Bloemfontein, do you want to, you know, your whole high school go there and just swim? Um, I think discipline is gone a bit, mm. and you've you've just got to have some money behind it. Mm. And the biggest thing with South African swimming is when they stopped pro coaches at schools. Um, the poor teachers now have to take the kids swimming, mm. and they don't know anything about swimming, and they also can't, probably can't swim themselves. Mm. So mm. the day the TED stopped pro coaches, I think, was very very bad for South Africa. Susan, you're promoting swimming for old people. How does one get started? Well, <laughs> and there are quite a few coaches who have master squads. Mm. And um, the best idea is to look up um, on the net is um, samasterswimming.com. It's on, they've got a lovely website. That's two S's with the masters and swimming.com. Mm-hmm. And there they've, they've, um, there's a, a very, it's all very organized. Um, and we have regions and and then clubs and actually you swim in clubs. So if you were like when we go overseas to go and swim in the overseas things, we just represent our club. We don't represent South Africa or anything right, like right. that. Um, and the whole thing of it is um, friendship and fun um, and fitness. I mean, those are the three things. And so you don't have to be in competition at all. Mm. Uh, but there are coaches who will teach, like my sister's a coach, and she's got quite a lot of adults who've never had the opportunity to swim before. And they love her, and she's very good with them, and they, she's learning, people are now learning. Like one of my friends who, who I've met there, she could hardly swim, and now she swims every single day right through winter. Love it. She's called one of the polar bears. <laughs> Ladies, it's been an honor speaking to you. Thank you very much for joining us here on Sport Tracks. It's such a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, John. John. Susan Roberts and Moira Abernathy.
20, uh, 1956 Summer Olympians. They brought back the bronze medal with the last women to bring back bronze medals for South Africa until Ilana Meyer did it at the 1992 Barcelona Games because we were banned after 1960. You're with SAFM. We're going uh, to run out of rugby time. Can't tell you the Stormers are leading 23 points to 17. They're playing in injury time at the moment.